this morning? Doing well. How do you guys uh, enjoyed that cold weather yesterday? Oh, <laughs> I got an oh yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. Uh, it's a little bit cold, you know, but um, we were at prayer uh, yesterday morning. I mean, it was cold. I'll give you that. Uh, but Pastor Rob comes in and he's like, "Man, I hate this cold." And I'm like, "I'm just curious. What did you like wear here?" And he's like, "Well, just this." And he just had like a hoodie and jeans and stuff. I'm like, "Get a coat that like that improves the 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 feeling a lot. Like a good winter coat like makes a big difference." So I want to reemphasize. Um, that in two weeks, we are going to be starting our spring um, connect groups. And so, you know, we, we usually have a handful of those that, that go around. But if you're a person and you think, man, I wish they would have this type of connect group because I'm really into that. You are the person to lead that. If you have that thought, then you need to sign up and create that connect group. One time, someone, someone came up to me and they were like, I got a great connect group idea. It's like we go to like ORU baseball games. And I was like, I was like, that sounds great. You should, you should do that. And, and this person was like, I kind of want you to do it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not doing that. So uh, if you have a connect group that you would like to see, you just sign up, you just lead it. It's, it's super easy. And so that's going to be coming up in, in two weeks. So that means um, kind of by next week, I, I really need those applications in and need to know uh, what we kind of have going and stuff. So anyway, I'm excited about that, and it'll be great. Um, we are in the midst, uh, this, this is our third week um, of a series we've been doing on prayer Title: Lord, teach us to pray, and that comes from in Luke, um, a disciple asking Jesus to teach us how to pray. And so, in in this series, we've kind of been um, maybe maybe not as much looking at the theology of prayer. I feel like a lot of times when we talk about prayer, we talk about the theology. But in this uh, sermon series, I'm really hoping to just look at. How do we go about that? How do we pray? Teach us to pray. Like, let's just, let's just accept the fact that we should pray and move on to, like, how? How do we do that? And um, <clears throat> during this week, um, uh, in one of our morning sessions uh, here at the church, um, I was reading this passage that comes from um, Matthew, and I'm just going to get into this. You can turn um, in your Bibles, if you want to, to Matthew 4, starting in, in verse 18. As I was reading this passage, um, something like a, a, a part of prayer stood out to me. And this passage doesn't have a whole lot to do with prayer, but it does in some ways. So let's read it. Matthew 4:18. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee... He saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. And Jesus called them. And immediately 
they left the boat and their father and followed him. Why don't we bow our heads together? Jesus, we thank you for your word that you give us. God, I pray that you just speak to each one of us. God, give me your words to speak. And God, I just pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to to take in whatever you have to say to us this morning. God, I pray that we would leave this place changed, that we would leave this place knowing you more and being a little bit more like you this morning. In your name I pray, amen. So as I was reading through this passage, obviously like kind of a famous passage about Jesus calling his first disciples. And what, what stood out to me is this, in 421, Jesus called them. Jesus called them. And as, as we were in, in prayer on uh, that morning, I think it was Tuesday morning, um, we, we, we talked a little bit about this, this idea of Jesus calling you. Like, what does this look like when Jesus calls me? Right? He, he's calling us to follow him. And he's calling us to be like him. But there is something probably right now in your life that Jesus is calling you towards. There's some aspect that you could grow in your life. Something that Jesus is calling you towards to, to, to become more like him in this area. He's saying, follow me. And this is a big part of prayer. A lot of times our prayer, our idea of prayer focuses around us calling God, right? But maybe we don't spend as much time focusing on God calling us. And I think it's a big part of what prayer is. Do any of you guys know, you know, maybe you know someone in your life that they never, you call them and they never pick up their phone, right? You have someone in your mind. You can look at them even right now. You can like turn your head and say, you can say, you better listen up, Trent's about to bring the word. <laughs> but you, know, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. You always call and, and they never, they, they're like, oh, my phone's on silent or I don't look at my phone ever, you know. And um, my, my parents, like, they're the type of people, they come home, sorry, you're going to get called out. Um, <clears throat> they're the type of people that come home and they're like, okay, there's a phone charger on the kitchen counter. I'm going to plug in my phone here for the rest of the night and then I'll take it with me later, right? And, and, and so and that was all fine, but they used to have like a landline, you know, and then they got rid of the landline and I was like, well, how am I going to get a hold of you when you're at home? And their, their response to me was like, oh, just call Torin. And Torin is my nine. He was like 19 years old, living at home. Like that was their solution. We'll just call Torin. I'm like, he might not be there. <laughs> and then like he moved out like a year later. I'm like, now what? You know. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you might know, you know, someone like that, or, or or maybe you are that person, right? How many of you you you're that person, right? Yeah. Um, and some of you, some of us are like, don't. 
I never pick up your phone call because I want you to text message me, right? How many of you, you guys feel that, right? Like, um, yeah, like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'll just say, like, Pastor Rob never texts. He, he is always calling me. Like, one time we had a 10-minute conversation for him to tell me that he vacuumed in here. That's a true story. <laughs> and I'm like, this would be a perfect text message. I vacuumed, period. <laughs> but that's who he is. He, like, he like loves to do that, you know. And, and, and so maybe you're like that, you know, you're like, I really, you know, I, I know people in my life that I know if I call them, it's just going into an abyss. But if I text them, you know, they might come back. Um, sometimes, sometimes we can have this attitude like with God in our prayer life, right? We can have this attitude of like, I'll call you, you know, I'll call you when I need something, God, like, you know, and even as I was like preparing for this, you know, and I was like thinking about texting and how nice that is, you know, as versus like calling and uh, I was like, man, that'd be great if God could just text me, right? Like, instead of, like, waiting for his call, if you could just send me a quick text. And then I was always, like, having this thought. I felt, I, and this is from the Lord. God said, I did text you. It's called the Bible. You should read it. <laughs> and I was like, dang, God. <laughs> You got me good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so we know we know when we call that 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 God hears us, right? We talk about this all the time. We sing songs. When I call your name, I know you hear me. But is what I want us to think about and dwell on today is is the reverse true? When God calls on us. Do we hear him? As a father, you know, you probably have tried to do this. You know, I try and get my kids' attention. And I like that, like little kids, and I presume it gets worse for a while. Um, they have like reverse, you know, like hearing aids. Like, let me just turn this off, you know. And you're like, uh, you're like and, and if anything's on the TV, it's like, Everly, Everly, Everly. And it's like nothing. And then I turn off the TV and it's like, what happened? You know, and, and, and so I, I can be calling, you know, Everly's name. She doesn't hear me. And, and, and sometimes, you know, like, so Everly's like three and a half. And she's like our, like, new resident parent. She's like the third parent at our house. You know, she's like, you know, it's like she's like interning with us, real parents, to like learn how to parent, and she just follows us around, and she's, like, really, the other night, like, she's, like, really about me doling out spankings to Emerson, she's, like, uh, like, we recently moved them into a bedroom together, and, like, Emerson kept on talking, and Everly comes out, and she's, like, Dad, Emerson keeps on getting out of her bed and talking, and I was, like, it's fine, just go back to bed, and she's, like, I want you to spank her. 
That's what she said. <laughs> and then later on in the night, like, Emerson got out of bed, but she, like, came out, and she, like, wanted some more milk, and I deemed that an acceptable excuse to, like, get out of bed, and I put her back in bed, and I was, like, leaving the room, and Everly's like, Dad, you didn't spank her, like, and I was like, I was like, easy, okay, so anyway, uh, but the other day, we, I, had a, I had a friend over, and, and he was over with his kid, and he's, like, one years old, and uh, he's like crawling around and Emerson was like playing with this uh, boom box that has like microphones and uh, she wasn't wanting to share very much with this little boy Cooper and Everly just is like sitting on the bed next to me and she goes, hey Emerson, 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 look, can you look at my eyes? Emerson, can you, can you look at my eyes? Okay, there's two microphones, so maybe you want to share one with Cooper. <laughs> and, and, and Emerson goes, no. <laughs> and Everly just tosses, she's, <laughs> what can you do, kids? Like, that was, like, her reaction, you know. And, and it was, like, you know, it's, like, one of those things that, like, highlights, like, how often do I do that? Like, look at my eyes, child, you know, like... Apparently, I do it a lot. Everly is always requesting us to look at her face while we're driving. She's like, Dad, 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 what? Look at my face. I'm like, I can't right now. I'm driving. She's like, look at my face. Okay, yeah. I think so oftentimes, like, God, right? That's how God is calling our name, Trent, Trent, Trent. There's something I want to tell. I want to say to you. I want to tell you something. And so often, like our prayers don't really incorporate that. Our prayers are so much me calling on God that there isn't this aspect of which I allow God to call on me, and I listen, and I look towards Him. I give Him my attention. And what I want to impart today is that. Prayer must, it must include hearing the call of God. If we don't include hearing the call of God, then we're like, it's like we're, you know, every, it's like a walkie-talkie, you know, when you're like talking and you're like over, you know, and that's like, it's like every prayer we say is like, God, this is what I need over and out. And God's saying, Trent, there's, there's something I am calling you towards. You know, as Jesus called those disciples and he calls us today, there are things that God is calling us towards, right? It might be something like, it, it might be a call to, to live simply. Well, we, <laughs> us Americans, we don't really like that one so much, you know. I was reading, you know, this week I was like, um, it was like six out of ten Americans don't have like $500 cash available for if an emergency happens, right? Like if, you know, something goes out on the car, six out of ten Americans don't have that $500 set aside to deal with some sort of emergency. And I'm like... 
if, you know, if, if we can't do that, how are we supposed to cover someone's need when God, when God is calling us to, to take care of someone else when they're down? So it might be that God is calling you, and I don't know what God's calling you towards, but, and, and maybe, maybe you don't, but like maybe if you listened, it might be something along the lines of that, that I want you to find a way to live more simply so that when I need you, you are available. Or maybe God is calling you towards, you know, like loving someone, right? Like maybe there's someone in your life that like God is like, sees, he's like, you are their personal missionary. Like I have you on this planet so that you can show the love of Christ to this person that's at work or at church or or you just know them somewhere. Like maybe God is calling you to take someone under your wing and really pour the love of Christ in them in a meaningful way that takes time. Maybe God is calling you, you know, towards like a, a, a career change or a job change or something. And, and, and he has something in mind for you. And he's wanting to, to tell you this. Saying, Trent. Trent, listen. Hey. Hey. Look at my eyes. The problem is so often, at least I can speak for myself, is I get complacent or I get comfortable with with where I am, with with everything that's going on. And I think a lot of times like we we want we just want God to come to us. Right? We're keep on calling on him, like fix the situation where where I am, right? I th- I think about this, you know, like it, when you're when you're laying on the couch, right? And you realize the remote is like on the other side of the room. And what do you do? Yeah, you call a kid, yeah. <laughs> or like, you're just like waiting. You're like, I'll watch whatever's going on. But as soon as someone stands up, I'm like, oh, oh while you're up, you know, like, can you bring that over to me? You know, I think so often we, we, we're like, you know, we're comfortable, we're we're on the couch, right? And there's an issue, right? There's like something, yeah. I'm like, this isn't perfect. God, you know, God, you know, this is a metaphor. But God, can you bring me that remote? And I think sometimes, like, God's like, I think you've been on the couch for long enough. I think I'm, it's, not, it's actually not my plan for you to stay here in this place even though it's comfortable and it's nice. God may have, it at, have somewhere that he's wanting us to take us, and he might be calling us off of the couch. We might be, like, praying for something over and over again, like, you know, again, metaphor, praying for God to bring us the remote when God's like, I'm not bringing you the remote because you're not staying here. And so some of us, we keep on praying for situation that's, situations that God isn't going to answer because he's leading us out of those situations. And we have to learn to hear his call. It has to be a part of our prayer. 
It has to be a part of the way we function, that we listen to his call, that not my will, but your will be done. Right? I, I have my prayers, but at the end of the day, I need to make sure that I'm listening to, to what God is saying. We can see this, you know, I was thinking about in Exodus when, when God led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Right? The, the, the nation of Israel is enslaved. It wasn't a good deal for them. They were stuck in Egypt. And God's solution was to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. To lead them out. He didn't reform Egypt. He wasn't like, let's set up democracy in Egypt. He took the nation of Israel and he led them out. And he did miracles to do that. Parted a sea so that the people of Israel could, could leave that situation. And some of us, we're, we're, we're like the Israelites. We're, we're stuck in slavery. or We're in bondage to something. And we keep on praying for God to change our situation. But if we listen, we will hear that he is calling us out of that situation. And it might look impossible it might look like there's no way I could ever leave this situation that I'm in. There's no way that I could ever leave from where I am. But if he parted the Red Sea, he can surely make a way for you. We just need to hear his voice. So, practically speaking... How, how can we learn to hear his voice? Solitude is like a big, in, important ingredient of how we hear the prayers of God. Jesus went away, right? It says that all the time, and Jesus went away. He went away. The Son of God went away to find solitude. Because if you want to hear God calling you, you're going to have to make an effort. You're going to have to make space. You're going to have to make some quiet time in order to hear God, right? And, and I know that, that for so many of us, our lives are so busy. It's like, where can I find, like, where can I get away from my kids long enough to hear God, right? I, uh, I listen to... Um, public radio and and part of the thing about public radio right is they do like fundraisers or you know uh i don't know fundraisers is the right word you know but they uh call call call-a-thons whatever those are you know i'm talking about right you know telethons yeah yeah you know so there's like this part of the year where like the whole time it's like hey and we need money and uh we bring you all this for free and the thing and and the thing that always gets me, right, is, uh, and I've, I've still never given them any money, but the thing that makes me closest to doing it um, is when they say, have you ever 
gotten home in your driveway and you've stayed in your car listening to a story and you just had the car off and you just sat there and listened to the rest of the story. And they're like, if you're one of those people, you are a public radio listener. So you should probably support. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And if they had a way to text, I would probably do it. <laughs> that's, that's the truth of the matter. But they're like, call this number. I'm like, you lost me. Call. No. Um, but they, they, they call them like driveway moments or whatever. I think we need to, like, find space in our day, even if it's, like, you get home from work or from the store or whatever, and you're like, I'm not going to go inside that house for another 10 minutes. And I'm going to stay here, and I'm just going to listen to what God might have to say to me. It's really hard to be led by God when you're not listening to him. Don't expect. I, I would have real low expectations for, for how well you're going to follow the voice of God if you're not listening to it at all. Right? So let's not have that expectation, but let's find a way that our prayer life is not just us calling upon God, but listening to the call of God. The other way that, that, that we hear the call of God we make time, but also we read his word, right? We spend time reading the Bible, right? It's God's text message to us. Okay, I get it, God. Like, okay, message received. And there's, you know, there's, there's so many, like, there's a number of authors that maybe you have this, like, I've read almost all their books, and I've never met the author, or they might be dead, but I'm like, I think I know you pretty well because I've read all these books by you that like are explaining your thoughts and I have a pretty good idea. Or maybe like I've had, you know, like I've been looking for an answer to something and read it and it's like, oh, there it is, right? The Bible is just like that, only it's God's word and it's living and active and so, I, maybe, maybe this will help you. I, sometimes I've fallen into the trap of, like, while I'm reading Scripture, like, I'm, I have, like, the completionist mindset, right? Like, I just want to, like, you know, have my, like, reading plan chart and, like, check the boxes, right? And be like, yeah, I did it, you know? Like, I don't know if any of you are like that. But what I found helps me really hear the voice of God is to as I approach God's word, as I, as I get into his word, I, I have this attitude of God, speak to me through your word today. And just as I read through that, I'm listening for the voice of God. I'm going slowly. I'm just like, something's, and, and I just read till something stands out. I just read through this passage until something pokes out at me. And, and, and God speaks to you that way. A lot of times what I do, you know, rather than having a reading plan, you know, have like a bookmark. But then I also like have, have like a journal where I just read through this. And then when something stands out to me, I just write down the verse and like 
what God said to me through that verse. You know, so again, like in Matthew 4, I'm reading about the, the disciples being called. And what stands out as, as I'm listening for the voice of God, Jesus called them. Jesus is saying, I'm calling you also. And so I just encourage you to, 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 as you read through the Bible, write down like what, what God says to you. If you have like, if, if you have the expectation that God will speak something to me, he usually does. I, I very rarely have like not, you know, gotten something from the Lord when I read the Bible like that. So there's lots of other ways, but I really want us to, to, to try and make some solitude, to hear the voice of God. And then as you read scripture, let the Lord speak to you through scripture. As we stand this morning, I want to read um, this passage that comes from, from 2 Peter. Chapter 1, starting in verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Listen here. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these, you will never stumble. Church, make every effort to confirm your calling. God is calling you. He's talking to you. He's saying your name. He's trying to get your attention. Maybe he needs to turn off the TV. But he is calling you towards something. I don't know what that is for you. I know that God has a unique plan and call for every life in this room. That there is something that you are called to do that I am not. And I'm called to do something that you are not. But what I want us to do is, is grow in maturity and love and righteousness as we seek the calling of God. And so let's in prayer, you know, as we close out this 21 days or, uh, of prayer and fasting, let's try and focus our attention on hearing where God wants to go, where God wants to take us, where he's calling us and what he's calling us to do. Why don't we pray by our heads. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would listen to your call. 
God, help us to clear away all the, all the clutter in our lives, God, everything that distracts us, God. Help us to make hearing your voice a priority. Help us to make hearing your voice a practice that we do often. God, we repent for all the times in our lives when we've tried to live life our own way. We've tried to go our own path. We, we, we don't consult you until it's an emergency. God, help us to incorporate your guidance and your voice into every part of our lives, God. Not just when we're in crisis mode, God, but when we're in a healthy and good place, God, you are wanting to, you are wanting to take us to a new level, to a new height. And God, I just pray that you would speak to us in those quiet places, God. I pray that we would hear your voice, hear us calling, hear you calling us towards you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to invite the ushers forward. We close each and every service um, with a time of giving. And so there are three ways to give. Uh, You can do the buckets that are about to be passed.